That's a good one. Yeah. 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 I had, a, I had a warm it up a little bit. Yeah. Well, you did it good. Yeah. So, well, happy Seattle week. Yeah. The 12 versus the dogs. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a tough place to play, right? I mean, it's going to it's gonna be weird. A lot of big question marks again uh, this week for the Browns. When is in there a question mark? Let's be honest. It's a big question mark this entire season. Deshaun Watson is not playing this week. Uh, it's P.J. Walker again. Uh, Jerome Ford is out for one to two weeks. Um, yeah. Uh, but when we're talking about injuries, Seattle, also Kenneth Walker, Bobby Wagner, and Tyler Lockett have not practiced this week and are questionable. So today is Friday. Ooh. So, and, and I believe it was Kenneth Walker has a, a calf injury, which is a very tough injury for a running back, obviously. Uh, and then Lockett has hamstring, so it's a very tough injury for... Sounds like we're banking on injuries. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I think most teams playing us are banking on the same thing, right? So Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, it, it's it's going to be an interesting week. Uh, I think looking at it, you know, the perspective of Seattle, I think they obviously have more pieces than we do, at least on offense. Uh, Gino has been playing up and down so far this year, but it's not bad. Uh, he's got a lot of guys. He's got a lot of uh, receivers. Um Metcalf, a lot of talent. Yes, Metcalf was hurt last week. He he should play this week, uh, but when you look at I me, mean, say Lockett plays, Metcalf plays. They still have Injigbo, which is, I mean, three really good receivers. Um, and as said, Kenneth Walker has been a staple of that offense so far. He's a, he's a very big, strong back, and he he runs with power, and he's he's, he's very hard to tackle. And I personally have him on my fantasy team, so it's yeah. kind of like a it's a it's a love hate this week. With him, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, you know, but really, I think if we're able to shut down that run game, I feel like, and really put it on Geno, then it kind of makes us a little bit better. The The issue is, is that they have a very good balance of pass and run. Because, I mean, I think Pete Carroll is such a good coach, one of the better coaches in the league, uh, that his scheme is, is very nice. Indeed. Uh... You know, I like how you stated the the good run-pass balance. I mean, when you have a cast like that in the receiving core and, and the backfield, yeah. um, you know, Geno Smith has really shined the last couple of years. And they're in Seattle saying Russell who. Um, I think they made out on the deal, to be honest. Holy crap, absolutely um, they did. G- Gino has became one of my favorite players in the league because everybody wrote him off, and he's had he was a Pro Bowler last year. Yeah, um, comeback player of the year last year. Exactly. He's had some hiccups this year, you know, seven touchdowns, four interceptions, thirteen hundred yards, uh, but he still has a nice passer rating. Yeah, it's in the nineties. So um, he, you know, nothing has really changed. I, I think it's just he struggled early on in this in this year. Um, but it, it, he's, he's still the, the Geno Smith we saw last year rather than what we saw in the Jets. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't discount him at all. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I think I think a lot of the Seattle's offense is more leaning on the run. Sure. And Kenneth Walker, who's been great 
in his rookie year and the start of this season. Um, last week he had 160 yards. I mean, 120. Um, the Browns just came off a game where they gave up 160 yards. But that was to a duo yeah. of Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, two backs that are – it might be the best running back duo in the league right it's now. It's a nice tandem, yeah. Um, and, and I will say Seattle doesn't have that. Yeah. That Kenneth Walker is a very good back, but um, like what's his, what's his name – DJ Dallas, yeah, and then there's also Chabaret or I can never say that. I, they, I, I it's I, a rookie they just drafted this year. Yeah, um, they haven't used him much. So with the possible, the possible like injury to Walker, Kenneth Walker, that could be yeah, huge. What it, what it, what does it look like? How are they divvying uh, up the runs? Right? Yes, it, if it, if it's kind of like a very limited role for Walker this week, then that can cause major problems and, and shake up and, and benefit us, obviously. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it, it could be – I mean, everyone's always kind of hurt, right? Yeah. So, I mean, he could come out here and play like Kenneth Walker always plays. So, Yeah, if you're not hurt by this point in the season, they usually say that you're not playing that much or not playing hard enough. Yeah. Um. So, everybody's dinged up at this point. Um. But when you go a whole week without practicing, that's always a big – Red flag when yeah. you're pointing towards Sunday, especially since it is Friday and they haven't they didn't practice today. It, it's a big question mark because then it's like, all right, well, you haven't really done anything since the previous game, you know. So if you're you're, you're out all week, you know, are you are you ready? Are you going to be fresh? I mean, probably more fresh actually. Yeah. But uh, as long as they study, I feel like they'd be fine. Yeah. Um, and then the the receiving core, you. I mean, they, they just found a new star in uh, the Bobo kid from UCLA. I love the name. Oh, fantastic catch against the Cardinals last week that was overturned in the back of the end zone. Um, it just seemed like he was all over the place. Jackson Smith and Jigba had his first career touchdown last mm -hmm. week with the absence of DK Metcalf, who should be making his return this week. Yeah, but he's scheduled this week. Yeah, but also with like you said, Tyler Lockett possibly missing time this week as well. Yeah. Um. So the Browns secondary has really got to be prepared. But this is another game that I think it's going to come down to the trenches. Um. Seattle gave up uh, two sacks last week to Arizona, who's a solid defense for being one and six. Yeah. Um. I, I think that's their strong point this year. Um. Not saying much, but they gave up twenty percent uh, pressure. Like pressure, they got t pressured twenty percent of the time last week. That's what I wanted to say. Uh, but they got a big test in this Browns uh, front seven. Yes, that's been pretty good at getting to the quarterback. Yeah, uh, especially last week. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I will say. I mean, last week they, there was some things that happened that was unlike them and it's kind of stopped during those free plays that kind of makes the stats look a little skewed but nonetheless they did give up 38 points which is a lot so hopefully this week has been talking about what how we can fix those problems and uh how we beat seattle you know that's, that's i hope that's what they've been this doing. is a this is a big test for the defense um you're on the road you're most likely going to be on the field all game again. Yeah. Um, you play a very uh, 
smart quarterback in Geno Smith who's had time to learn the game and see things. And I think in man coverage, this is where they might get burned by Geno because Geno is very mobile with the ball. He's not scared to take it and run. Um, we we saw last week that the Browns had trouble with uh, Minshew Mania uh, giving up over 300 yards in the air and 119 passer rating. Um I mean, he just picked us apart, and we might see the same thing. But this is a good week to bounce back. Yeah. Um, you might, like, we're praying for the injury bug to hit Seattle at the right time, where we don't have to worry about the run game and Kenneth Walker or the extra threat uh, and one of the better receivers in the league and um, Tyler Lockett. Um, so that takes away one more weapon away from Seattle. But... Moving to the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, we are Deshaunless again. Again. Um, you know, quick quick vent here. The dude's hurt. Players get hurt. Yeah. I think it's time to move past the he doesn't want to play. Um I think that that idea of that is, is ridiculous. I and I, I agree. I think he's he's very much hurt. And when it was very evident last week if and, if you've been hurt and it's not something like an easy problem. He's talking about soreness and a, like stuff with like a, his cartilage inside of the rotator cuff. That's a tough injury to battle through because when you're talking about cartilage, you don't really know. I don't think the Browns knew. I don't think he really knew. It's a hard thing to diagnose. So it's one of those things where it really much is like, Deshaun, how do you feel? Can you throw the ball properly? Yeah. Um, and, you know, even even if... This injury was, um, you know, he could play through it, and he he chose not to play. Put this into perspective on both sides. And I think the Browns are very much siding on the air of caution. The rotator cuff on your throwing arm. Yeah. That's probably the most important part of your body as, yeah. a, as a quarterback. As a quarterback, absolutely. That's Deshaun's moneymaker. Yeah. The Browns paid the money for that shoulder. <laughs> so if they don't think it's a good idea to put them out there, even if they think he's ready to play, because he he's, last week they tried. he's cleared to play. He's cleared to play, which is, I, I think this is where people are getting upset. He's cleared to play, but that doesn't mean you're completely healthy to play. Baker Mayfield is clear to play. Yeah. Baker had tore ligaments all across his shoulder and – we, Technically, we ran a, we ran him out of town. Yeah, so, so like just just I, be cautious. Like it sucks. I know we don't like it. We don't want. We want Deshaun to go out there and play well and play right. But it's just not a thing right now. He's he's clearly hurt. Let him have his time to recover. I know it's been a while, but just maybe next week he'll be cool. Maybe yeah. two weeks. I don't know. Like honestly, Arizona next week. I, I'd prefer him maybe even sit out next week. Um, just be healthy. You know, I'd rather have him later on in the season than right now. If we can continue to stack wins. If you can wins, get him back two weeks against if Baltimore. We, if we can stack wins and just play good and consistent and rely on the run game and get him back healthy in a couple weeks, I'd rather have that than try to force him out there. Yeah. Um, so, yes, it sucks, but it's, it's, it's a part of football. I mean... Anthony Richardson is out for the rest of the season. You see a lot of guys that, you know, just get knocked out and then aren't the same after a major injury. I mean, that's kind of what happened to Cam with the shoulder. So let's chill. Let's chill. Like, yeah. 
you know, we'll get him back when he's healthy, and I'd, I'd prefer that than rushing him out there. Yeah. Um, this is a t- typical bronze media yeah, and just fandom. Yeah. People just overreacting on the quarterback well, play. And uh, it's not even only that. It's the pressure coming down from the national media that already hate him and already don't like the Browns. But then they're talking about Deshaun doesn't want to play in Cleveland anymore. He's over it. He's over that city. He's over the Oregon. Where are you getting this from? Yeah. You're you're just thinking out loud, but you're putting it on national TV, getting millions of views, and then that trickles down to like maybe he doesn't, and now it's in the building. It's fucking stop! Like that's so it's so annoying, right? Yeah, but like we're we're playing football, like, but what are we talking about? Yeah. This is the dude didn't spend the whole last two years fighting to get back in the game just to not want to play. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't make any sense. It's dumb. It's, I it, mean, it's, if it's that a, is the case, it's really stupid. It's a poor narrative. But it it is a very bad narrative. Yeah. For someone that's had to regain their their uh, trust in you know the public eye, it's it's just not a good look. Yeah. Um. But you know it's something that the media does to a lot of quarterbacks around the league. Yeah. But all right let's talk football again. let's talk football let's get back to it well with Deshaun being out again we rely on pj walker who's had um not the two best games yeah but he's got the job done he's made plays when plays need to be made uh you know his pass rating's horrible uh he doesn't look amazing but he's He's he makes the decisions that question me, but he also makes smart plays at some point. He doesn't have a strong arm, so it's a, the tight window pass to Elijah Moore last week was like I was praying, you know. Yeah. But he made the pay, made made the play, and you know he does a lot of checkdowns and he doesn't make dumb decisions where he's not he's not always forcing it. Yeah, and which you shouldn't as PJ Walker. So, uh, yeah. You know, he's not the best, but he's also now dealing with uh, a team without Jerome Ford this week and possibly next week. So, uh, Kareem Hunt and uh, Pierre Strong are the, are the two guys that we have. Um, they, they signed uh, was it Wilkins to the practice squad. I'm not sure if he's active roster, um, but I mean, not much known about him. Um, so, uh, I can't really. They can't got him from him. the Colts. He, he filled in for Jonathan Taylor when he was hurt a couple years ago. But Deion Jackson, you're talking. Oh, uh, no, Wilkins. Oh, really? Uh, Wilkins is from okay. the Colts as well. Um, so I think this week is going to be very relied on the trenches as well. Um, offensive line has to have a great game. This is a top 10 team in the pass rush. Yeah. Um, they're very good at stopping the run. Yeah, they only a lot, I believe, was 2.9 yards of carry. Yes. Um, so they're they're... And if you're allowing 2.9 yards of carry. And if you stop the run against us and you were put on a PJ Walker's shoulders, that's not a game that I think we can win. So. And but believe it or not, Browns fans, the Browns are still ranked number two in yard rushing yards gained per game in the, in the National Football League. With all the stuff we've been through, that is pretty crazy. Nick Chubb. No Nick Chubb. You lost Jerome Ford halfway through that game last week. And you had to rely on um, Kareem Hunt and uh, Pierre, oh, Strong. Pierre Strong. Yeah. Um, which Pierre Strong had some pretty strong runs at the end of the game. I think he's a good back. Um, but let me get back to my boy PJ Walker. <laughs> I, I, I can't, I cannot say this. This is another area where I think 
Browns fans are overreacting. It's we need to get this perspective right. Um, sure, if the idea is to go and go get Jacoby Brissett and bring him back, I'm all I'm all on that. I'm I'm Team Jacoby all day. That's my quarterback. I right love Jacoby. That's my quarterback. I said it last year. That's my quarterback. But PJ Walker. For what he's done in the last two games, he's 2-0. 2-0, whether that's on the defense or not. How many how many teams in the league have had great defenses and no quarterback? The, in the last 20 years, it happens every year. Sometimes you don't need that great of a quarterback. You need a game manager. And I think what P.J. Walker has done, he's done enough game managing to keep them in games. What people are not realizing, last week he had two 80-yard drives to get them in the game. 80 yards on that final drive to win them the game. Who was there to make those three great throws? One to Elijah Moore, one to Amari, one to Njoku across the middle. I mean, come on, people. We need to calm down. I mean, he threw a dime to Njoku, and Njoku dropped it. I mean, it was just good coverage, but... We can't put all this on P.J. Walker. He threw a pick. Think about that pick. It was third and 18. He launched that in the triple coverage. Which, Look where the Colts got the ball. The one yard. had perfect punt. It's a perfect punt. <laughs> so, yeah. You can't even I, be mad at it. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's like you cannot be upset because, like, like, what is a better situation for your defense? There yeah. isn't one. Uh and I, I do agree. I mean, I think if it's, like, long-term and, like, wow, Deshaun's out for the year, for sure. Go get someone else to salvage this year. But if you're talking, like, in the meantime until he's back, I think P.J. at the moment is just fine. Um, And, and also, I mean, I, I, I think you can't discount DTR. I think, you know, worst-case scenario, he does come in uh, with a full week of prep and plays better. So, uh, you know, even with Jacoby, I don't think we are, like, you know, making it to the Super Bowl, okay? Like, that, that's a crazy thing, because also, Jacoby only won four games last year. Yeah, but... I know the caveat of the defense. Yes, the so. defense was very awful last yeah. year. There was a lot of games last year that were cost costed by poor defensive play. Very true. The Jets game, um, y- y- we all remember. No, four, I, I don't want to... How do you give up four, 14 points in 30 seconds? It's yeah. not possible. Yeah, well, uh, well Joe it Woods it is. Yeah. Um, but let's go over and talk about some cowtails. Cowtails? Cowtail, yes, cowtail. I think we... this one, too. Oh, man. Give it to the boy. P.J. Walker. Okay, yeah, he yeah. needs it. He needs to eat. He just needs a solid game. Yeah. Even if it's like 17 for 34... 184 yards in a tutty. This man needs a tutty because he's zero touchdowns, three interceptions through two games. He needs a touchdown. Like, I mean, he's had touchdowns. They were just I called know. back on awful penalties. Yeah. But this man has been very solid for what you've asked him to do. And it's not like they've put him in an easy position in any of those games. You go out there and play the best team in the league. What does he do? He played well enough to get them a win. It's true. Uh, you ask him it's to... just good enough, and I'm fine with it. <laughs> you, 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 you bring him in in a shootout um, in Indy on the road. Very tough place, place to play. And what does he do? 
get you on a game-winning drive. Yeah. Um, so he's got another tough challenge this week, and in uh, heading to Seattle. Yeah. And a man that's got to calm us down when they have to play a very good defense in the Seattle Seahawks. Um, top ten pass rush, number eighteen against the pass, and probably a top five team against the run. So we gotta look out for guys like Draymond Jones and Bobby Wagner if he's there. Very yeah. talented secondary, um, and Witherspoon and uh, Powell. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a very tough game for our quarterback. But you know, yeah, that's why they I called his number. Yes, sir. I, I think for this next one, I'm going to toss out there, and I, I was just debating this while you're talking. Um, I think Amari Cooper needs to have a monster game or a great game, like 100-plus yards, and and he needs to be the person. If this run game cannot get started, we need Amari Cooper to really show up. And it was tough last week, but the week prior, he did really well. So we need another game like that. So Amari Cooper's getting mine because is that if we get that run game and it's pretty stagnant, one don't don't like up on that run game. Just keep doing it. But also Amari Cooper needs to be that guy that really finds the holes in the defense and gets some major plays to for us to move the ball. Yeah. I think that's going to be critical. All right, that's one I'm I'm going to have to split up here. I'm giving it to the Browns secondary. Um, tough week last week. Um, you know, they, they kind of just had to deal with what was going on, but this is a very talented secondary, a very smart quarterback that, you know, you have to be prepared for him to run. Um, you know, you got a very talented, large receiver in DK Metcalf that's going to tower over most of the guys in our secondary. Um, and that middle of the field, they can't give that up anymore. Um, so if they're able to hold their coverage and allow the Browns front seven to get to the quarterback, we're going to be cooking. We're going to be cooking this Sunday. Yeah. Well, you said you're going to divide it up. Who? What's the, what's the other? Well, the, the Browns secondary. Oh, we'll divide it up and oh, okay. I got you, got you. I was gonna say, well, what's the other half going? To? Yeah, you gotta I give got it you. to Denzel, give it yeah. to Greg, give it to MJ, give it to Juan. Yeah, give I it. Got you. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go for some Royal Donuts. Royal let's Donuts. Some keys of the game. Stop the run. Stop the run. Absolutely. Stop the run. Yeah, and uh, make them one dimensional here. You know, and 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 so that it gets repetitive of a concept, but it, it's very true and it goes a long way. I feel like the, the these have been very repetitive over the last couple of weeks because it's been kind of the same thing every week. It's where do we start? Well, you you wanna you wanna break the backbone of this team and it's the run game and that's what they lean on. If you force Gino to throw the ball fifty times, I think that's where the game's gonna get interesting. Yeah, definitely. And I'm gonna say this other royal donut is keep running the ball. Keep running the ball. You said it before I said it. Run the ball. Yeah, and, and it's a don't give up on it. We saw it last week, uh, especially with this, uh, on the Colts' side. They never stopped running the ball. And then the defense, they just kept going out there, getting getting tired, and they just kept going and going and going. Fourth quarter, Jonathan Taylor starts getting electric. Yeah. So we need that from Pierre Strong and Kareem Hunt. Uh, well, I'll give my props to Stefanski from this past week. 
they ran the ball even though it wasn't very effective. They did. They they kept it going, and I hope to see that again. This I very week. much hope so as well. And I think uh, the final one is a very simple one: is pressure the quarterback. Um, don't let Gino have a lot of time in the pocket to make decisions. Um, don't let him get out of the pocket. Contain him, and you just bring that pressure. We need yeah. another big sack day from Miles Garrett. Yeah, big well, sack Garrett. <laughs> That's what he's doing around town. Big Sack Garrett. <laughs> you know, actually, you know what? He's not going to get a cowtail. He's going to get an actual donut. Donut. He, he needs to have a monster. Miles game. Garrett. Miles Garrett took control of that game last week. And if he can do that this week, I, I can't see a, an, a, an opportunity that if he does that. Turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. Yeah, we had five last week. So if we get that this week and we win the turnover battle... I could see us pulling this game off. Let's do it. All yeah. right. So, our new favorite segment, our Michael Lewis real estate games to watch. Yeah. What do you got, Mike Lewis? Uh, yeah, so my game is kind of a weird game. Is uh the Panthers versus the Texans. And the reason for this is I really want to see C.J. Stroud versus Bryce Young. Um. You know, as you you get Bryce Young in the first overall pick, C.J. Stroud being the second overall pick, and C.J. Stroud's been playing way better than Bryce Young. Lights out. And, you know, you got to see yourself like, you know, did they pick the wrong person? Uh, me personally, on draft day, thought they did. And this year so far uh, has been proving that theory. So I want to see... This game and see how it shakes out, but I'd really like to see Bryce Young have an awesome game this week, but also CJ Stroud, in in my head, is going to have a better game. Yeah, well, I, I <laughs> hope so. Uh, that Carolina team is dreadful. That that defense is rough. Um, well, for me, being the big AFC North fan I am, um, it's hard to not go away. I'm thinking playoffs already. I'm thinking about who needs to lose and who needs to win. Um, well, I think it starts, like, I don't want to say San Francisco and Cincinnati. That's a tough one. But I'd like to head over to the Steel City uh, where Jacksonville, who's mm-hmm. been very hot, uh, go into Pittsburgh and play the Steelers that have been an enigma. I don't. <laughs> I like the word enigma for them. I don't understand how they beat the Rams last week. But, but whatever. They're, they're playing... I think they're finally playing a team that is a lot better than them, but Jacksonville can slip up in Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh's got a very good defense. You've seen it again and again from Jacksonville. Um, with who I believe is the best defensive player in the league in TJ Watt. Um, I know it's up, best. it's up for debate, but the dude does it all. Um, uh, and then a weird... Offense and ran by Matt Canada, who they've been asking for his head in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, somehow, I mean, I feel like George Pickens is just taking over yeah. the offense. Well, when you have a quarterback, that, if they keep the game close enough, the quarterback and Kenny Pittick, Pickett only has to play one quarter every week. Every week. It, it, you see it every week it, for the Steelers. He comes, plays one quarter. Yeah. And they win the game. It comes down to like two drives that he just th- literally throws it to Kenny Pickens. Kenny Pickens. 
George Pickens. George Pickens. It's so confusing. George Pickens and Kenny Pickens. Uh, but uh, he just throws it to him, and somehow he just makes these amazing catches. That has big chunk plays. And it's, yeah, they get like a touchdown, 10, 15 points, or 14 points uh, in the fourth quarter. And they're in the game. They're winning the game. And it's, I don't know how they do it, but, I mean, it's impressive. Week in, we got, they do it. Um, but that defense is, I feel like they're very much built like we are currently. Except with a franchise quarterback in there. Yeah. I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback, but they're his. They're their franchise quarterback. Yeah. All right. Well, let's head over to our predictions. predictions. Yeah. Um, so this is a tough one I've been thinking about, man. Uh, I do think the Browns pulled off. Mm. I know I'm a homer, but I think the Browns pulled off. He's always a homer. I'm going to go. Uh, the one week I wasn't. Um, but 27... 24 Browns. Hmm. Okay, well, fortunately, I think this is a game that gets away from <laughs> us. Um, it's a it's a tough place to play. Um, you've asked the defense to win your games over and over and over again, but I think it's time our luck run, runs out here. Um, I, I just, how it matches up uh, as far as stats go, the Browns are in a very shaky position. Um, so, I'm going with the Browns on the road. I'm going with the Browns on the road. Hell yeah. 17-14. It doesn't get away from them. It surprises everybody. I'm nervous there for a second. God damn. Oh, man. No, I think the defense is going to play well enough where they're going to they're going to get Geno shaky. And this is going to be another D-hop game. Yeah. They're going to need to win. Um, you know, Seattle, it's going to be nice and warm, sunny out there. They're going to be breaking off their alternates this week. They're going to be hyped, and they come out and get silenced by Miles Garrett and that Browns defense, Jim Schwartz, taking it over. Well, I know Jim's been pissed this entire week at what they did, the Colts, what they, uh, the Colts did to them. So I know he's going to come back for a vengeance, and I agree. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. on. Absolutely. So. Yeah, he's smiling. He's, he doesn't know how to handle this. I know. I'm a cheesing right now. Yes. But uh, thanks for watching again. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, go Brown. Subscribe. And uh, let's have a good Sunday. Later game, huh? 415. Oof. Go Browns.